Good morning, Skylark Church, and everybody else listening to This Sunday Online. I hope you're doing well. I wish I was on the platform looking out at you guys, and I was able to see your lovely faces, and I wish I'd already given loads of you a hug on the way in. I miss you, we both miss you, and we hope you're doing well. We can't wait to see you again soon, but in the meantime, thanks for tuning in, and uh, We've been hearing great stories, actually, of how you're staying connected to each other, how you're looking out for each other, how you're staying connected to God. So keep doing it. Keep going. We can surely do this. But really, the headline is we miss you guys and we love you and we can't wait to see you again soon. Our speaker today is an incredible person. She is someone who knows what it is, who demonstrates the love of God, who, who demonstrates looking out for other people. Her and her family have taught us so much about pressing into God and worshipping God. And we know that today her message is going to be from her heart, from the Father's heart to your heart. So prepare yourself, be ready to hear what God wants to say to you today. As I introduce Penny Seidel. I'll be back at the end, so I'll see you later, but now I'll hand over to Penny. It's fantastic to be with you this morning, and I just want to say thank you to Pete and Nikki for this opportunity. You know, about eight weeks ago, um, we got a rescue dog. His name is Ralph. He's from Wales. He is adorable, and we have had so many great um, conversations with people whilst walking him. The only thing, we were told a few things that really weren't true about him. First of all, we were told that he was house trained and we were told that he liked other dogs. Well, reality and expectation collided. I was in our kitchen and um, cooking, looked over and in our lounge, Ralph, just a few days into our house, he went to actually relieve himself no less on one of my favorite chairs. I felt like I had an out-of-body experience where I was like, no, and I grabbed him, stopped him midstream, and um, took him out the door. Thankfully, he has learned to not do that so much in our house. One of the other things that wasn't expected, because he was a rescue, he grew up on a farm, and he wasn't used to being walked on a lead. And so one day I thought, right, it was my idea to get a dog. So I need to take responsibility. And um, so I said, Gary, I'll walk him on my own. So I'm at King George's Park. I'm walking him. He's pulling like crazy. He's a Weimaraner. That means he's about 37 kilograms. That's a lot in pounds. Not sure how many, 50, 60 <laughs> And um, he was pulling so much and I got so frustrated. I just let go of the lead and off he took. And then I panicked and thought, what if I can't find him? So he went off around the corner. I went chasing after him. And as I rounded the corner, I see two people. And to their bewilderment, they're looking at me like, are you okay? And out of my mouth, I actually said this. That's a rescue dog, but I think I'm the one that needs rescued. And the truth is, we all need rescued. There are many options in a moment. We have the option to pause and we have the option to choose. Do you know when we think about this crisis that we're in, the first week going into it, many people I talked to were like, I'm sailing through it. This is great. We're doing fine. 
Now into the fourth week, we've talked to our neighbors who are GPs working long 12-hour days on the front line, exhausted. Other neighbors that have extended family now living with them, the financial and stress of that is real. Expectations that this season didn't turn out what we thought it was going to be like. Upcoming graduations, weddings, plans, new jobs, all of that seems to be on hold. And you know, the Bible says in John 16, 33, Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. Take courage. I have overcome the world. And when I think back on Jesus's life, there were two people that had a one-to-one -one conversation with him. Both of these people needed rescued. Both of them heard the truth. Both believed, but they believed at different levels, and the impact was entirely different. In John 3, we read about a man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee. He was a Jew. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, which was like the ruling Jewish council. He was highly respected in his um, community. He was a man of morals. He taught other teachers. Even Jesus said to him, you are the teacher of Israel. And Nicodemus had seen and heard about the miracles that Jesus had actually performed. And so he wanted to have a one-to-one -one with Jesus. So he arranges to have a meeting with Jesus at night, no less, to be discreet. He sits down with Jesus and he says, Rabbi, Master. And that was even saying initially, I respect you to Jesus. And he says, you do all these things. Surely your power is from God. And Jesus looks at him and says, Nicodemus, you want knowledge. I can give you life. And he goes to explain about this concept of rebirth. He says, the natural man gives birth to the natural, but the spirit gives birth to the supernatural. Do you know, we are all body, soul, mind, and spirit. I'm body. I'm right here. I can feel my body. When I've run with my dog and I've overdone it, I can feel the aches and pains. My soul is my mind, my will, my emotions, my personality, so to speak. But my spirit is what connects to God. My spirit is what will live eternally. And we can feed our spirits. Jesus said to Nicodemus, he said in John 3, 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him can have this everlasting or eternal life. And in verse 17, he says, God did not send the Savior to the world to judge or condemn, but he sent the Savior into the world to rescue it. Jesus needed to tell Nicodemus, I've come to rescue you. And do you know, Nicodemus believed, but he believed to a certain extent. He kind of kept it to himself. On the other hand, in John 4, Jesus meets a woman. 
This was someone who was just the opposite of Nicodemus. She was considered an outcast. She was considered even socially unacceptable. She went to draw water from the well. It was in the heat of the day because the other women would not even have anything to do with her. And Jesus comes to this woman and he says, woman, would you give me a drink? And first of all, he's having a conversation and that he's saying, I value you. You are worthy. He offered dignity to her just by having a conversation. Can you imagine how many times she had been ignored and looked down upon? And kind of, I imagine, in a sassy way, feisty way, used to rejection, she looks at Jesus and says, you're a man, you shouldn't be, rabbi, you shouldn't be talking to me, and especially I'm a Samaritan woman. They have this conversation, and Jesus says, if you drink this water, you will thirst again. But if you drink the living water that I offer you, you will never thirst again. So Jesus here has two conversations. He has a conversation with the religious man who kind of gets it. He has a conversation with this woman. And at that moment, he reveals himself as Messiah. It says that she dropped everything, probably the most valuable thing that she had. She dropped it. And she ran to her community and told everyone about the man who knew everything about her. You see, he had said, I know you've had five husbands and you're on your sixth relationship, but he still offered life and dignity and hope. So two individuals both had a one-to-one -one with Jesus, both heard the truth, both needed rescued, both responded, but to different levels. And in the same way, we can pause and choose. We can choose to respond. If it's true that our spirit lives forever, God longs to have relationship with us. We heard an incredible Easter message last week that Jesus died. He gave his life for us. And it wasn't just so we could go to heaven, but it's that we could experience the fullness, the impact of that now to have life to the full now. So we can pause, choose, and say, God, if you're real, make yourself known to me. We could even get the Bible app on our phone and read one truth a day to just understand all it takes is one step to move forward. Because we know our lives impact those around us, especially those in our inner circle that we love. It impacts our family. As I was thinking about the stress that, that comes with being isolated together, the acrostic pause was going through my mind. And peace is just stands for pull together, not apart. Absolutely, we need space once in a while. But don't isolate in self-isolation. Come together. Don't pull apart. A stands for ask. If you see someone stressed out, looks like they need a hand, ask them, what can I do to help? U is understand. Seek to understand where the other person is coming from. If there's a heated moment, if there's tension, 
look at it from their perspective. That always is a good ground to start with. So we have pull together, not apart. Ask, what can I do to help? Understand. S is stir it up. Each of us has good, fantastic gifts. My husband is behind the camera just being so patient and he's incredible. But we look for the good in others. We know that if we start criticizing and complaining and just getting grumpy, it's a slippery slope. We don't want to go that way. But stir up the good in your housemate, in your partner, in your children, speaking life. And E is enjoy. As we've heard so many times, this will not last forever. So make some good memories. Make, you know, if you get it wrong, if you're going down the wrong road, that's okay. But don't keep going down the wrong road. Turn around and start again. When you look back at this time, you want to think of what, did, what was great? What memories did we make together? What made our family stronger? So this idea of relationship, we have it one-to-one -one with God. It affects our family. And then most of all, this truth is never meant to just hang on to ourselves and keep it to ourselves, but it's to go further. I was walking Ralph um, the other week, and um, as the uh, Weimaraner Club said, get him on the same path so he can know what his territory is. And so um, going down, we picked this beautiful road. It has detached houses, a couple of streets over from our neighborhood. So I was walking and um, I felt like I was just started praying for my family. The next day as I was praying, I felt like God said, pray for the homes on this street. So I was like, cool. The next day as I was walking, I just noticed the numbers on the door. And I love scripture. It's life-giving to me. So as I saw the numbers, I actually was praying scripture that went with the number. So for instance, Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I was speaking that over the houses. And I thought, this is great. Then I felt the Holy Spirit said, take it one step further. Write a card and put that scripture in these homes. Now, I only knew two of the people out of six, and I thought, they're going to think I'm crazy, but I felt really strongly to do this. So I wrote the card for any of you thinking, oh my goodness, you're going to spread diseases. Um, my husband and I microwaved the cards before we stuck them through the doors and using hand sanitizer. So we think we're all good. But do you know, half of those people responded back to us. And it's powerful because it just shows me the detailness of God, that he loves each of us. And when we receive that love, we can easily pour out. And here's what I felt like he said to me, Penny, are you willing to risk embarrassment to release eternity? And I'm glad that I stepped into it. And then the cool thing, I came home and we live at 108 and he said, Penny, um, it's this ongoing dialogue. And um, he said, look at um, Psalm 108. And I'm just trying to pull it up. It stops. So here we go. It's in the Amplified Version. And it says, oh God, my heart is steadfast with confident faith. 
I will sing, I will sing praises even with my soul and I will awaken the dawn. I will give thanks and praise to you, my God. I will sing praises to the nations. Your loving kindness is great and it's higher than the heavens. Your truth, it reaches to the skies. Be exalted in majesty, O God above the heavens, and let your glory be on the earth, that your beloved ones may be rescued. We all need rescued. Take time, pause, and choose. I'm back. Thank you, Penny, for that great, great message. And now I have got six updates for us. And they are written on a piece of paper just here. But my intention is to look at that little bit of paper only a couple of times if I have to. So let's go on with the updates. Number one is that tonight at seven o'clock, we are meeting again for our fortnightly worship and prayer Zoom. A fortnight ago, it was amazing. Facilitated by Rach and Sue, who are doing it again tonight with worship and prayer. We had a brilliant time. There were so many people who joined this Zoom call. Tonight we're expecting even more people. So do get there. Check your emails. You'll find the link in there. Just click. Even if you've not used Zoom before, you'll find out how to do it. You click on the link and then you'll be able to join us in the meeting. And we're going to have an amazing time. Me and Nikki are going to be bringing some thoughts too. Rach and Sue are going to be doing the worship and the prayer. And let's just have another powerful evening together tonight at 7 o'clock. So do tune in for that one. Tune in, zoom in, whatever you do, come and join us at seven tonight. The second thing, without looking at a bit of paper, is that Morrisons have contacted the church recently. This is an exciting story, actually. Morrisons called us and said that they have got some essential items um, that we could put into care packages to go out to the most vulnerable in the community. And they would like to, to give those to us as a church so that we could do that delivery and that distribution. When we asked how they found out about us, Tesco told them. So now we have um, goods and produce coming from Tesco's. That happens during the week, every week, actually, during normal time that we're able to distribute. You may not have known that. But now Morrison's are also giving us things that we can put into care packages. So thank you to those two supermarkets and thank you to the team who distribute them faithfully, faithfully every week to people in our community who have need. It's brilliant, isn't it? What a cool story. Here's another cool story. One of those care packages was being sent to somebody from within our church family. This person lives in a residential home that we regularly go into. Rach and her team go in and take music, take some worship in, hang out with people, chat with people. We go regularly into this residential home. And so one of our church family who is resident in that home was receiving a care package for the second week running. And another of the residents there said, this isn't fair. Why is he getting special favours and not me? Where's my care package? Cool, huh? Say it as it is. And so the person delivering said, oh, it's only because he's part of our church, Skylark Church family, and so we're, we're bringing him a package every week. And the guy responded, I'm part of the Skylark Church family too. Every week when Rach comes in, I'm there. I, I always come down. I'm part of the church. And that was really encouraging. We, it just sort of opened our eyes and thought, wow. Well, that's such a great impact that we're having into that home. And, and so what we've decided to do, which is cool, is 
uh, make. I don't know how many it is. It's loads. Could be 50. But we're going to make another load of care packages and give one to everybody in that residential home. That's great, isn't it? Isn't that exciting? I love stories like that. That was number three, and I still haven't looked at my paper. Number four is that we are having so many people connect in with Sundays Online, with Skylark Soundbites. We're getting testimonies, we're getting messages about how people are being impacted by not only the online content, but also by the phone calls that they're receiving, by the love that is being shown, by the fact that you guys are doing such an incredible job at looking out for each other, staying connected to each other. So well done, well done for doing that, that is cool. Number five, can I do it without looking over? Yes, I can. I remember now, it's the pastoral fund. You will have received an email this um, week saying that we have set up a pastoral fund for people within our church congregation so that nobody goes hungry. It is going to be a chance to give people a prepaid card that enables them to do some shopping if they really need some help. Would you like to give into that fund? Check out your email and uh, there'll be all the ways to give in that email. But wouldn't it be amazing if some of us who, like us, who are on PAYE, can support some of the people who are self-employed and struggling financially at the moment, wondering where their next uh, pay, pack, pay packet may be coming from. If you'd like to do that, click on your link in your email and let's give into the pastoral fund. Remember to label it pastoral fund or pastoral offering and then we'll make sure it goes into the right pot to bless people in our church family. That's cool, isn't it? And number six, I've remembered the lot, is that we have loads of key workers in our church family. We have nurses, we have doctors. You know that in the church actually, because if somebody falls over, it's like, it's like casualty, it's amazing. There are people everywhere. Um, and even if they fall over and need to deliver a baby, there's probably a couple of people in the church who could do that for them. We have so many people um, in, in the key working fields. We've got people in retail, we've got people working in care. And we just want to say that we are so proud of you that we are encouraging you and cheering you on, even though sometimes it feels like from afar, we are holding your arms up. We thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing. And can I ask everybody here to regularly pray for the members of the Skylark Church family and beyond who are key workers and who are keeping this country going, who are keeping us safe, who are saving lives and doing such an amazing job. That's it. That is the end of my six notices. Now, all I want to do is just to reach out and touch you. I can't reach out and touch you. Um, so take care. Love you loads. See you really soon, I hope. In the meantime, keep connected to each other. Keep connected to God. We can do this. Take care. Bye.